0: Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel, and she is a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen, or email her at michelle.mcknight at travelcom Now, on to the show. Helping you
1: navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're
0: listening to Rope Drop Radio. Thank you for listening to another Rope Drop Radio. I'm, of course, Derek Sassman, and we got the Disney dentist, Dr. Doug, with us. And, Doug, I hear you just went on a really cool Disney-esque vacation, not to a theme park.
1: Yeah, we we live near the Omaha Metro. We're about three hours from Kansas City. So we went down to see a Kansas City Royals game on Husker night. So we got to chant Go Big Red in Kauffman Stadium. That was fun. But then the next morning, we woke up and we went uh, down the road. little further from kansas city um, and to the center of missouri to marceline missouri and marceline is walt disney's um, hometown and there's a lot of nods in the parks to marceline and they have a hometown um, museum and lots of stuff about walt his childhood how he grew up and then things he did with marceline after he you know, became successful in the movie business after he opened the theme parks. You know, they showed pictures of, like, dedicating pools and doing beauty pageant crowning and uh, really interesting stuff. A lot of fine details on his family, his upbringing, uh, the farm. Really interesting. Um, we When we got to the parking lot, like, the two other cars that are there, you know, all had Disney stuff on the outside of the car so we knew we were in the right place. It was pretty neat. Um, not a place I'd probably take uh, little kids to. It's a pretty serious museum as far as your Disney trivia. But Marceline's pretty neat if you're a, a true Disney fan, something you gotta see. It's about an hour and a half from Kansas City, maybe two hours from St. Louis. Um, the other people in the tour with us were from Chicago, so it might be about six hours from Chicago. Um, Definitely, if you're a huge Walt Disney fan, you should put it on the list.
0: Yep, it's been on my bucket list for a little while now, and honestly, I was jealous watching you were you were very active on Twitter, and I know seeing your wife's posts on Facebook, just really loving all the uh, decor and kind of some of the some of the different things that maybe was gonna go into Disneyland, wasn't kind of some of the original concept designs, uh, a lot of fascinating stuff. Can you talk about that a little bit more?
1: Yeah, so the main floor of the museum, you go in and there's a lot of – when he first moved to Marceline and they talk a lot about what he did there. His first show he put on and where his mother made him give all the kids money back because it was a failure and how he learned – that's where he learned you have to give more than the audience expects and you know that sort of stuff. And then it goes into his story about him them moving to Kansas City. Basically when they left Marceline that's when his childhood ended about eleven and a half, twelve years old because when they moved to Kansas City he had to work. He worked in the morning before school and after school delivering newspapers for his father. So essentially when he was in Marceline was when he did all his dreaming and, and uh, he had this tree that he'd go lay underneath and draw and come up with ideas and they called it his dreaming tree. And uh, so you get to go see where that tree was at. It got struck by lightning a couple years ago. So it is now gone. But back in like 2004, 2005, they planted a a sapling from the offspring of the dreaming tree. So there's all these dreaming tree saplings throughout the whole country. There's one in every park, um, all kinds of stuff like that. You you see his childhood desk, which a lot of people say, oh, we see that in one man's dream. Um, It was on loan to one man's dream for a little while. Um, But then it came back to Marceline, and they made a replica. So the one that you see at Walt Disney World and Hollywood Studios, that's that's the knockoff. You see the real one. That's a
0: bonus thing you didn't know.
1: Yeah, you see the real one there. Um, And in the upstairs of the museum, like every little miniature model of Disneyland from the concept designing. Is there. So you get to see that. And it talks about um, Country Bears was one of the last attractions that he worked on personally, um, and that sort of stuff. So a lot of really neat details. Um, a lot about him in school. He was not a very good student. Um, so it was kind of interesting. Elementary school got named after him. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was neat driving around the town. And they're the other family from Chicago, we drove over to Coke Corner. There's Coke Corner in Disneyland. And uh, the reason he named it that, because there was a corner with a huge Coke ad painted on the side. And so we went, took our pictures with that, and then we went and saw the theater, we went to the farm, and this one family just kind of followed us around everywhere. And so this little town of about 2,000 in um, essentially the middle of nowhere, it gets all those weird Disney tourists. It was it was a fun day. Definitely recommend it to Disney enthusiasts. Um, but Marceline is a really neat, neat little place. Um you know, an hour and a half from Kansas City is not too bad.
0: No, it's and it's definitely a bucket list thing for us to do. Like you said, we're going to plan when our kids are a little bit older because right now our kids are definitely in the uh, – theme park stage yeah and and speaking of theme park this is a, another question and answer show and uh, we've been getting a lot of good questions and we have a handful uh, from a gal who would like not to be named because she is surprising her kids with a an amazing trip something you and I have both done uh, on occasion and so we're going to talk about fast passes and answer some questions so uh, Doug I got some listener questions and thought I'd, I'd hit them up with you and then maybe I can rebuttal or and can chime in as yeah. well
1: um, yeah, so it's going to be like a Fast Pass 101. Um, a ton of questions here, all from one, uh, one person. I just want to state a couple things real quick about Fast Passes before we start. Um, the basic rules on Fast Passes you get to make three per day in one park. Uh, if you're staying on property, 60 days in advance. Staying off property, 30 days in advance. This person has already made their Fast Passes with the assistance of Michelle. Um, so they already have their three in every park and now they're getting close to their trip and now they're really not sure what they do once they're on their trip. Just a little preference on where these questions are coming from in the timeline. All right.
0: Sounds good. Fire away. There we go. Well, the first question, and this is something I, I've heard quite a bit, but what happens if we miss a fast pass reservation?
1: Not much. You just, you miss Miss it. Yep. It's, it's done. It's It's gone. gone. Um, you don't get to instantly make a new one unless that was your third. Um, and that's like saying the whole hour long window because you get an hour to return to your fast pass. So you make your three fast passes, you get a window of time. If you miss that whole window, it's done and gone. However, you get your hour window. You can actually show up five minutes before that window starts. You can chime in uh, with your magic band, Mickey to Mickey. You hear the little buzz and you're in. Or, you get a 15-minute leeway at the end of your FastPass reservation. So really, you have an hour and 20 minutes to use your FastPass. And I don't know how many times we've gone in five minutes before or about 10 minutes after, but usually we're working the front end or the back end of our FastPass reservations. So if you miss it, remember, if it's like one minute past, go ahead. You got a 15-minute window. But if you miss it, yeah, you just you're, you missed it. You're
0: out of luck. Hopefully you can get another one after that third one. So uh do you here's another question. Do we have to do the fast pass in order to ride the ride? Meaning if we get there and the lines aren't long, can we just walk right up to the end of the waiting line? Absolutely.
1: You don't have to use a fast pass to ride any ride. If the line's absolutely non existent, you can just walk in. Um however, knowing what fast passes they have booked for the time of year they're going, that's not going to happen. Sometimes people will book a fast pass at 9 a.m. right when the park opens, and they'll go to use it at 9 a.m. You don't need to because that's rope drop. Go to other rides. If there's not a line at that ride that you have a fast pass for, don't just walk on. Go somewhere else, come back and use your fast pass when the ride is built, especially in that 9 o'clock hour. Um, In the old days of paper fast passes, the very first fast pass time wasn't until 9:40, So you never had that problem of using a fast pass mm-hmm. first thing. So now that people will book a 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. fast pass, they're going straight there and using fast pass when they don't need to. Um, so if that's the situation, just wait. But absolutely, you don't have to use the fast pass. You can get in line and do standby.
0: Well, and we've done, and Disneyland still does the paper uh, fast passes, and we've gone and gotten a fast pass rode the ride, turn around, use our fast passes, and rode it a second time because we were kind of shocked with how uh, not long the lines were. That's happened on a rock and roller coaster for us before. And just, yep, you get to ride the ride twice that way.
1: Absolutely. That's a great strategy.
0: Especially on some of those e-ticket attractions. If there's no line and you have a Fast Pass, I've seen it with the uh, the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Uh-huh. When that line dips down to under 20, 15 minutes, why not experience it twice uh, during that hour that you have a Fast Pass anyway for? Yep. So uh, here's another question. There were some in the list that you sent me that we would like, we would still like to do, like Test Track and Sorn. Are we not allowed to do those if we couldn't get the Fast Passes? Or is it just wait in line or schedule on our next open FastPass?
1: Okay, so here we're talking about, uh, Michelle sends out a list of suggested FastPass usage, right? And um, you have the tier ones at Epcot and Hollywood Studios, so you can't get them all. So they have a frozen FastPass, which is the mm-hmm. best use of a FastPass there.
0: Number one um, ride, four hour wait, you don't want to wait in that line. Yeah, fast you,
1: pass. you use your FastPass. Um, so, You can still do those, it's just you're not gonna have a fast pass. So what you want to do for Test Track or Soarin', you pick one, you go about an hour before the park opens, and you rope drop one of the two. You decide which one is your priority. Um, I usually recommend Test Track because that line builds super fast. Soarin' has added capacity, so you can do Soarin' later in the day a little bit easier. And there is some fourth fast pass availability of soaring test track. You're probably not going to find any, at least currently. That's the way it's working. Um, so, just because you didn't get a fast pass doesn't mean you're like banned from soaring. You can still go on it, you're just going to have to do standby, um, rope drop it would be the recommendation, or try to get that fourth fast pass. Your success on that, though, may vary. Um, so that's kind of yeah. You wait in line or try to schedule when your next Fast Pass opens.
0: That's why the name of the show is Rope Drop Radio, and it's all about uh, whatever you don't get a Fast Pass to, you get to the park a little early and you make a mad sprint towards the e-ticket attraction that you definitely mm-hmm. want to ride. So here's another one. Uh, do all rides have Fast Passes now?
1: No, no, there are Correct. still pl- plenty of rides without fast passes. Um, more have them than they used to when it was the traditional paper fast pass, but um, no, plenty of things to do without fast passes. Um, there's definitely some things that surprise you that has it. They don't necessarily need it. but like uh, Fi yeah.
0: Philharmonic.
1: Yeah, never needed a FastPass for that. But uh, it's one that's always had it. And they've added it to like Pirates of the Caribbean, didn't need it before FastPass+. Mm-hmm. Now that it has FastPass+, it's not a bad use for a 4th or 5th FastPass.
0: And we used our 4th uh, one on the Jungle Cruise, which was great for us. It was a 20-minute mm-hmm. line, and it saved us, you know, about 19 minutes of, wa- you know, just waiting in yeah. line, just walking on the ride.
1: Yeah, that's a good one to use for a 4th or 5th.
0: And the Fast Passes are three at a time per park per day that we can have booked at any given time. Am I understanding that correctly?
1: That is correct. Mm -hmm. Three, you get to make three in advance per park per day. You have to have a park ticket um, linked to your account in order to make the Fast Passes. And you can only make the three in one park. So if you plan on hopping... You have to, you can only make the three in one park. You can't make one at Magic Kingdom and say two at Hollywood Studios for later. Um, They all have to be in that park. You do not have to make three, but you might as well because that's what you can make.
0: Yeah, even if you don't know, might as well make it and maybe miss a ride than miss it because you didn't have a fast pass. That's right. That made any sense whatsoever, but uh, I think so. All right, it made sense in my mind. And then another question that is asked that I hear quite a bit, Doug, is how do you make more fast passes after you use the three?
1: There's a couple options when you're in the park. Um, The best one is on your app. So as soon as you use your third, after you get Mickey to Mickey and you're on your way, you get on your app. Um, in case there's a little bit of a line, you have some time, um, and just refresh to see what's available. And what's available will give you a couple different times to choose from. And if you like what you see, you pick it, and there, you have your fourth FastPass booked on your app super quick. A lot of times you can get it done before you're even on your third FastPass ride, depending on on the weight and the ride that you're doing. Now, if you're doing Pirates of the Caribbean for your third, There's no service down in that dungeon. Or soaring for your third, no service in that area. So don't always expect to be able to do that. But as soon as you're outside, get on your app, make that fourth. And you can find some that are like in 10 minutes, 20 minutes, to where it might take you that long just to walk to the attraction. And so you get over there. As soon as you chime in on that one, make your fifth and sixth and seventh and you can do the same ride over and over i've heard of people doing buzz lightyear almost continuous until they get to that perfect score of 999999 so like buzz is a good one that it may be 5 minutes in the future so some people have their next FastPass for Buzz booked before they're off a of Buzz. Okay. So, well I,
0: yeah. now, So instead of that, because p- some people still have a dumb phone, or some people's okay. phones die while they're at Walt Disney World because they've taken too many pictures, what do you do in that case?
1: There are still kiosks in the park in several different places. It's marked on the map. Don't really want to say where those are because they like to open and close and move those around. Um Sometimes when it's real busy, they even have cast members with iPads that can do it. So you stand in line for a kiosk. You go up to the kiosk, and you're able to get your fourth and fifth. Um, Before the app was updated, that was the only way to make your fourth and fifth. And you had to chime in before you would do it. So one time we had Space Mountain as our third FastPass, and I can't ride it unless I vomit on whoever's directly behind me. And it turns out people don't like that. So I had to chime in. Walk all the way through the line, go through the chicken exit, all the way back out into a kiosk by stitch to start making the fourth fast pass. And like Michelle and the kids were out there before I was even done, but I got my steps in that way. But now you're able to do it on the app. So I would just chime in outside on Space Mountain so that way my fast pass is used and then I'd start making that fourth fast pass.
0: Well, those are some good tips uh, for the Fast Pass. I really love, and we've talked about this before, the Magic Band and the Walt Disney World Fast Pass. I feel like it's so much better. And here I am going to Disneyland's California Adventure in a few months, and it's gonna be really hard for me to go back to the paper tickets where I'm grabbing all of my family's tickets, sprinting to the next attraction, getting the Fast Passes, sprinting back to meet my family. technology has really blessed the Walt Disney World.
1: You know, at first FastPass Plus was met with a lot of resistance in Disney World and I was one of those. It over the last couple years it's won me over. The first two times we used it I just it was like ulcer inducing, but they've worked out a lot of the bugs. The app works now. You know, we went to Disneyland, it was like going back in time and uh One day it was really windy, and when you got five paper park tickets that you're trying to feed into a machine, take another piece of paper out, hold that, and then I had one park ticket like blow off and like just –
0: No. I was like
1: slow motion. I'm watching it flip around in the air as it's headed towards a body of water no concern with a magic band like that so magic bands definitely are the way to go
0: and they're here for for good they're great so let's uh let's move on from fast pass because we have a bunch of questions on park and resort information so here's our first one on that do the boats at the magic kingdom run from the park over to the grand floridian where we'll be dining to be able to take a boat ride across the lake to dinner
1: Alright, so they have a 1900 park fair reservation for dinner with Cinderella and crew, and they will be spending the day at the Magic Kingdom because that's the recommended park that day. And yes, there is a boat that goes to the Grand Floridian and the Poly and back over to the Magic Kingdom. It kind of does a little triangle all day long. That's one way to get there. The other option, which is just as fun if not more, is the Resort Loop Monorail. When you leave the Magic Kingdom, there's two monorail entrances. You want to make sure you pick the resort loop. If you pick the express loop, it's going to stop at the TTC. And you could still walk over to the Grand Floridian from there, but that's like work. I wouldn't recommend that. But the monorail actually gets you right almost where you need to go for 1900. You get off the monorail, you come in, go down the steps, and it's right there on that main floor. If you take the boat, you get to walk across the grounds and everything of the Grand Floridian, which is a gorgeous resort, so you can't lose either way. Um, I would budget about 20 to 25 minutes to get from the gate of the Magic Kingdom to the restaurant just in case you have to wait a little while on either the monorail or the boat, but super easy. That's why you have dinner scheduled at Grand Floridian on a day that you're in the Magic Kingdom.
0: That's, that's a good tip, especially if you want to even check out the Grand Floridian. Uh, that's a good one to go over there and, and try that out. So I have a couple questions on the app. Uh, we've talked about the app before and one of them is, does the app alert you when you have a fast pass coming up?
1: Um, not really. There's no alerts. Um, you don't get a lot of push notifications um from the FastPass. Like on that day in the park, um you just need to know what time your FastPasses are and where. We usually take a screenshot of the app with our list of 3, and then we set it as our lock screen in the morning while we're waiting for rope drop. That's something we do. Um we just keep changing our lock screen. And then once we're done with that for the day, Um, Michelle may change the lock screen picture on her phone to something the kids are doing I don't know it seems like she likes her children but um, my lock screen will just be just be fast passes all the time but um, no real alerts from the app I'm okay with that feature that I they could add before they go there's all they're always updating it they're always Mm -hmm. taking customer feedback so it could be something that's coming Um, but uh, I don't believe you get any kind of alerts at this time.
0: No, and what we do is I go into my Google Calendar and I put in when my fast pass is and so i do get an alert which is a great reminder because you can lose track of time pretty quickly uh in the magic Cam- or in any of the theme parks and so i'm glad that i do that ahead of time i you know just a couple weeks before put in what all the fast passes are and so yeah my phone will buzz and let me know i'm like oh okay i it's already 12:30. we better make our way uh to the south side of the park so we can ride that um so it just helps helps me out I do wish the app did that though that would be a great addition hmm so another question about the app was would it be more beneficial for us to both have the app or would it matter since we would both be tied to the same Walt Disney World account
1: you if you both have smartphones you absolutely both want the app and you can both log in with the same account um, We'll be logged into the same account on possibly four different devices while we're at Walt Disney World. Um, So Michelle will have it. I will have it. And we'll have some old iPhones that we use as iPods or the kids' iPads, depending on what we have with us in the park. We have the app on those as well because there is Wi-Fi. Um, throughout about 90% of the park. There's the dark areas like down in the dungeons of Pirates of Caribbean, things like that, where really you shouldn't be on your app at that point. You need to be enjoying what you're doing. Um, but we put it on everything. That way, say your phone dies or freezes or – because it gets hot in Florida. Phones do not like heat for a long time too. So things can happen. Um, the more place you have it, the better. And log in on all of them. Um, that way, even their daughter can have a be logged in and look at it if they want to. And another good thing about both having the app is that way you can kind of take turns on making the fourth fast pass. Like it's not always one person's job. Say somebody gets motion sickness; they're not going to go on this ride. They, the person staying off, can use the app. So the more, the merrier on having the app, which I I think that's the way to go.
0: Well, what I love about the app, and i am actually pulled it up right now because our next question is about battery life. And really, with the app, it drains your battery just the same as just using your phone. Uh, not much more. But I love, with having multiple people on the app the fact that you can look up wait times and while you're in line waiting for Pirates of the Caribbean, uh, except it is a little bit of a dead zone in there, or any other ride, you can uh, go through and and look, oh, there's five minutes for this, ten minutes for that, and kind of be more strategic with where you go next.
1: Yeah, you can make it so that um, you're not always bouncing back and forth across the park. Like Space Mountain's an easy one. There's service all through that queue um, and it's long. If you can walk and uh, app is that the right term, Derek? Walk an app? It's Walk not texting. App,
0: this, yeah, that's true. You yeah, don't want to run into anything. So,
1: yeah, just have your family members in front of you. So if you run into somebody, it's them. But uh, you know, you can look. So if you're at Space Mountain, maybe your first priority is check like Tomorrowland Speedway, Buzz Lightyear. Um, and then maybe the next set, like say you don't like anything there, then maybe check like Dumbo, Goofy's Barnstormers, Teacups. Because those aren't too far from Space Mountain. Rather than going, like, Space Mountain, like, hey, Splash Mountain's open, and then hike it all the way across, back and forth. That's one way that you can keep from bouncing back and forth. When uh, we set up those initial three fast passes, sometimes it looks like we have you bouncing from one end of the park to the other. Like, we may, like, I know I've helped some people set up where they've had a 9 a.m. Splash Mountain, uh, 10 a.m. Thunder Mountain, then 11.30 Space Mountain. You're thinking, like, oh, we got to go all the way from from Thunder Mountain all the way across to Space Mountain. Well, not really. The plan with that is you use Splash Mountain right at the end of its window, Thunder Mountain at the beginning of its window, and essentially you have an hour and a half to get to Space Mountain. So it's not like you're running back and forth. Somewhere in there you got to eat lunch and that sort of stuff. So um, think about where you're going to be, how long it's going to take, and uh, you can really manage your time pretty well by using the app.
0: Well, what I love about the app is what I'm doing nonchalant as we talk during the show is seeing just wait times, and then you can judge Like we said, Philharmonic has got a five minute wait right now. You don't need a fast pass for that. So if you do your research and use the app, you can actually save time and energy by knowing what fast passes that are must haves. So I'm going to give you a, a one question. I'm on the app right now. What is the most weighted wait time ride right now?
1: Right now. In in the Magic Kingdom. Yep. The highest weight. Yep. Ooh, man. Um it's probably either Splash Peter Pan or uh Mind
0: Train. Mind Train. has got a hundred and eighty minute wait right now. And what oh I my really gosh. loved what I loved about this <laughs> app, so I was I was when I got it and we were down there this last time. I was testing it. And it was pretty amazing how accurate this app is on the wait times. And like you said, you got 20 minutes, or it's got a little window so it can change. But for us, when we saw that Anna and Elsa dipped uh, on the app, because I'm constantly on the app when I'm at um, at any of the uh, theme parks, and we see the wait time dip, it's a dead sprint. So definitely yeah. have the app.
1: Yeah, and have the app on every device, uh, just in case something goes wrong with the device. And- you asked me that. You asked the question about draining your battery. I don't know that I ever even addressed that, did I? <laughs> you talked about it. Yeah, it I talked because it, do, it
0: does. And, and we've brought you can buy for $15 an extra iPhone charging battery. We've done that. I have one. And, uh, you know, Disney is the, a great place to invest in those $15, mm-hmm. $20 USB chargers.
1: I think Michelle has like a whole pile. Of them, she'll go. Th- she'll charge her phone like three times in the parks because she takes so many pictures, posts so many pictures to Facebook. Yeah, pictures Twitter. are where
0: you're going to drain your yep. your phone. Pictures and video, not as much as
1: like, She'll just have her camera open at times. Like we'll be doing something, and her camera will be open. That is what just kills your battery. And uh, yeah, so have a spare battery i think is the best way have a, a way to charge and they do have some different charging options in the magic kingdom if you bring your plug and your charger there's uh charging stations back um in the circus area the yellow tent i think i've mentioned before it's like one of my secret hidden spots it's all the way to the back of the park but why do you, you want to waste circus.
0: time uh, you know charging i like to charge phone. i charge my phone while we're in line or on exactly. the train, doing the train ride around the park.
1: Yeah, I've never actually plugged my phone in and charged it. I've I've always used a mobile charger. But and the other one is the tangled bathroom area has some plugins, and they now added a couple spots in the parks where you can get a fuel rod charger. What that is is you buy the USB charger uh, for like twenty dollars. Whenever that charger's dead, you don't have to recharge it. You can if you want to at night. Um, it's your charger. But you can take it and you can exchange it for one that's fully charged.
0: That's a genius thing that Disney mm -hmm. does.
1: It it is, and they're available like the Atlanta airport has the same one. So you buy it in Atlanta, you can use it at Disney, and you can put it in the machine and get a brand new one out. Um, It's not the best charger in the world. There are some that will charge your phone faster. If you're real picky about how your phone charges, you can go on Amazon and read all day long until you pick the best one. But the fuel rod one's pretty decent. Um, and when that dies, say you charge your phone all the way from it, just go swap it out and get a new one, and then uh, you're good to go. And I think that's something we're going to start seeing in more places, kind of like when Redbox started to show up at gas stations around the country, and now they're everywhere. I think this if fuel rod, the company, like if they manage themselves right, we could start seeing those in lots of places. To where having one of those is kind of you can always have something with juice.
0: It's it's amazing how much the iPhone, just smartphones in general, have changed, and how Disney has had to adapt to this technology as well, uh, including the app.
1: Yeah, it it's kind of exciting knowing what's coming in the future. You know the integration of the app and the Magic Band, everything that it does. Um, it's kind of a neat time to think of what the Imagineers might be getting in store for us with all the new construction going on at Disney World um, but as far as fast passes right now I feel like this was a good time to talk about fast passes all the ins and outs of using the app making more some of the rules because I don't think they're gonna change a lot in the near future I think I think we're pretty set um, other than what's tier 1 tier 2 those I think they're gonna tinker with off and on Um, over the next few um, months or years, but uh, I think we're pretty set on using the app, making your fourth, making your fifth, making your, you know, I don't foresee Disney making a lot of changes to that.
0: No, I don't either. I think they have a pretty good system in place. I agree with you with some of the newer rides and different wait times. They like to kind of control where people are waiting, so they might change different tiers. Hopefully they add a couple more fast passes too. I would love the day where almost all the rides had a fast pass and maybe you get 4 or 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would just make the experience so much even. For me, it was, it's nice to kind of pre-book your trip. That's what I love about the fast pass systems and here we are. Uh, we're about to be 60 days from our Magic Kingdom and here in a couple months. And so I'm pre-looking, hey, uh, what Fast passes to get, where. And once you have that and you're like, you know where I'm going to be at 9, so you can kind of guess where you're going to be at 10. And you can kind of – it makes dining a little bit easier and, you know, under pricing and knowing the menus ahead of time. So you really know what your Disney trip's going to look like.
1: I really like for Arrival Day too, like – I know worst case scenario, as long as I make it to the park, I'm guaranteed to go on these three things, no matter what wait times are, like minimum, I get to do this for sure, where before you could get there, you could, you know, the kids be throwing a fit that they want to go on mine trains. so you go stand in line for, what did you say, an hour and 80 minutes? 180 minutes. minutes. Yeah. Or, oh, 180 minutes. Three, what's that, three hours? Yep. Man, yeah, my math is sketchy. Yeah, that's three to, hours. I had to yeah, think about double, it too. Double check on that. but My I mean, kids
0: couldn't wait in a line. You can't do that a I can't even wait night. a line.
1: You've been on been on an airplane. You had to ride a bus. You, all this different stuff probably got up early, and now you're going to go stand in line. No, you have that fast pass that you made 60 days in advance, and you just get to walk right in. Your kids think you're amazing. Um, meanwhile, you walk past all the suckers standing in standby whose parents didn't make the fast passes in advance. Um you know you know one random thing while we're talking about random things here Derek when we talk about magic bands one thing I didn't mention is that uh it's kind of funny I was talking to my wife about it the other day and uh I read I was proofreading through some of the stuff she sends to clients it was about magic bands I'm like hey honey you left off uh the gray magic band you don't give them that option she's like well no I'm not giving them the gray magic band that's what people that don't play them get so we forgot to mention, never pick gray as your magic band color because that's the non-planners. When you're in the park, those are the people in standby now with gonna, the gray now magic Now I'm going to be
0: looking. I'm going to be looking at everyone's wrist to see who has a gray magic band.
1: Yeah, you don't want to – don't associate with the gray banders. It's just not good. So you know that's part of the planning. Uh, if you're listening to this, you're, you're obviously doing things right. You're, you're thinking ahead. You get those fast passes made. You have the three and then go for four, five, six – the thing that scares me the most, if Disney does tinker with the FastPass system, would be if they add tiers to the Magic Kingdom. Hmm. I I don't want a day where I can only book one mountain. You yeah. know, if they put all the mountains in tier one, and so I got to decide. It's like picking my favorite child. Depends on the day. It's pretty easy sometimes to pick my favorite child, but you know, the next day it might be the other child. I don't know if I could handle tiers of the Magic Kingdom
0: yeah and so hopefully they don't they don't do that one yet because I'm with you. I know what rides I definitely want to get fast passes for, and if they limit that then then I'm rope dropping uh, a ride so mm-hmm. which which does bring the uh you know magic bands do they with rope the fun of rope dropping is magic bands allow you to basically have four no four tractions you will be doing in that day
1: yeah it it really kind of peace of mind with the fast pass plus.
0: Well, if you have any FastPass questions, uh, feel free to contact us through Facebook, through Twitter, and we will put you in touch with the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight, who does all my FastPasses, and uh, she helps me with that. And I will uh, like to give her a ton of questions because you guys have had kids a little bit old. hey, what do you think if uh, my kids are ready for this? So she is a great resource that we use and is currently working with two Disney trips that I'll be on. But if you have any other questions, we love answering them on air. We're so thankful uh to the listener who asked these questions. Uh please share the surprise with your kids. We love hearing about those as well. And uh hopefully your trip is absolutely magical and we were able to answer these for you. Uh Doug, anything last minute things about fast passes before we wrap up?
1: Um the biggest mistake people make with fast passes is not Just not being aggressive with them, not getting that fourth one, not getting the fifth one. The Magic Kingdom especially. Make it a game. See how many Fast Passes you can get. Epcot, Hollywood Studios, getting the fourth. There's really not a fifth. They run out of availability. There's just not as many attractions, so don't worry about it there. Um, Animal Kingdom, if you're under 40 inches, it's really tough. Um, Fast Passes aren't quite as critical there. But uh, don't forget about using them for characters. Those character lines can eat up time in your day, too. Um, definitely. Uh, you you may think you need to use them on rides. But no, car- for we, the characters. we wait in
0: line longer for characters than we ever do for a ride.
1: Absolutely. So use them for characters. Shows, typically not the best option except for the Anna and Elsa show in Hollywood Studios. The sing-along, that's a good use of a fast pass. But, we, uh,
0: we have fast passed that and glad we did.
1: Oh, it 's a great show definitely recommend it so get that fast pass um, just don't be afraid to use them don't be afraid to ask questions you can ask uh, cast members when you 're there on site ask them they'll they 'll help you out
0: Wonderful. All right. Well, that is all the time we have for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. And again, please uh, send us any questions you may have. We love answering them on air and hopefully can bless you that way. Uh, Again, any of your uh, travel information, please contact us and we'll put you in touch with the amazing Michelle McKnight. But for for Doug McKnight and myself, Derek Sassman, thank you for listening to another Rope Drop Radio.